Everybody, this is Angela Bowen, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. How's everyone doing this evening? It has been a rainy day here. I kept trying to psych myself up to like go outside and get some, you know, go like getting some stuff done. Now that it's December, and it's like, I can't do it, I can't do it. I just want to stay under this blanket and watch This Is Us. I've completed season two of that. I'm now on the current season of season three, so I'm getting caught up, and I've been binging that, like, all week. I'm sure Jeremy is exhaustedly tired of having to sit and have to watch. Well, he's not really watching it with me. He's, you know, looking at his laptop, but, uh, it's such a good show. It really is. Um, during Black Friday... They had the first two seasons on DVD for 10 bucks a piece. And I'm like, I'm going to get them even though we have Hulu because I want to get Jeremy's mom into it. And I really hope she likes it. So, but other than that, um, yesterday I did, um, my dad's girlfriend of almost 20 years, Pam, she wanted to go out, you know, it's December, she wanted to get some Christmas shopping done. So she asked if I could go and sit with my dad for, um, the majority of the day. Just because, you know, he, being in his current health situation, right, you know, he really, he can't be left by himself. He, he, he does need help. So, you know, I, I sat with him and, you know, he took a nap for a while and then we sat and we watched the movie, uh, Baby Boom. With Diane Keaton. I think it came out in like 87 or 88. And that is such a good movie. It really, really is. So it was nice just to be able to to sit and watch that. And, you know, we ate, you know, bacon and eggs and toast together. And it was just, it was a really nice day. And I was just kind of telling my dad about, you know, Jeremy's and my first date. And, um... You know, other things, like one of the things on my bucket list, the top thing is to hopefully go to London for my, uh, Jeremy's and my, uh, 20th wedding anniversary, which is like nine years away, but I really, really want to do that. But, um, yeah, today we are going to be talking about... Um, if you have the DVDs, if you're following along on the DVDs, this is the last disc, the last episode on the, uh, of disc two. So this is season one, episode 16 entitled the toy wonder. Um, last week I made a big mistake by saying this girl, oh, it's Jenny Lewis. It's supposed to be Jenny. It's not Jenny Lewis who plays this girl. And I want to apologize to let me get this girl's name. Allison Smith. She plays Barbara Webster, who is the girl who's infatuated with Ricky. 
Um, I apologize to you, Allison. I didn't mean to say, oh, this should be Jenny Lewis, because that's not really nice to say. Um, the only reason I thought it was is based on, like, her hair, but then I kind of went into the episode later, and this girl has short hair. She does not look like Jenny Lewis. Um, in this episode, Edward wants to hire a 12-year-old girl as a toy consultant, but she'll only take the job on one condition, that Ricky becomes her boyfriend. That is a lot of pressure, Edward, to put on your son because you need this one girl. Why not have a panel of teenagers, you know, young teenagers go through the toys and get... Why do you just need this one particular person? I don't... I don't know. Um, this episode has got a high rating. It's got an 8.0 out of 10 based on 21 ratings. It was directed by Jack Shea. David W. Ducklin, who you guys would know, or Duclan, from Punky Brewster. Also, he did uh, Family Matters. We got uh, creator Ron Levitt, Michael G. Moy, Jeff Reno, written by Ron Osborne, was also written by creator Martin Cohen, creator Howard Leeds, Ben Starr. A lot of creators on this show, a lot of them. Oh, uh, we got some connections here. The Flintstones. Barbara and Ricky mentioned watching the show. I watched The Flintstones as a kid. You know, reruns. I also watched The Flintstone Kids. Excuse me. Um, I just got done having dinner, so I guess I have indigestion. <laughs> um, Pac-Man. Mentioned by Ricky. Well, because they have a Pac-Man uh, video game in their living room. I've already said it already. Uh, this episode originally aired on January 22nd, 1983, so we are out of 1982. Before I get into the uh, episode officially, I always like to let new uh, listeners know some of the places you can follow along with the podcast. I have on Facebook the Silver Spoons podcast, also the Punky Power podcast where you can go there and follow along. Also, Instagram at Silver Spoons Podcast or Silver Spoons Pod and Punky Power Podcast as well, or PB Podcast. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, if you would like to shoot me an email, I would love to hear from you. You can do so at either SilverSpoonsPodcast at gmail.com or PunkyPowerPBPodcast at gmail.com. Or also you can follow along on Twitter at the Punky Power PB Podcast slash Silver Spoons Podcast. Most of the stuff that's on there comes straight from Instagram too. So if you're a regular listener, if you're enjoying listening to the podcast, I would love it if you would go to iTunes and leave a review. Every review that this podcast gets, of course, gets it noticed, gets it out there so that other Punky Brewster fans or Silver Spoons fans like yourselves can find out about the show. So, all right, let's get into this episode. Episode. <laughs> all right, so we come out of the intro and it's in the living room. Most of these openings seem to be they're in the living room. Kate's working at her desk. Edward is pacing back and forth, so he's clearly worried about something. And Kate's like, Edward, you're pacing again. And he tells her, like, I know you keep telling me to relax. You keep telling me to picture 
you know, a peaceful setting and also like tell, you know, telling myself like to calm down and everything. So I got to wonder like what is he worried about? Something is something going on with the business, something is something going on with his son Ricky. So he he basically he's saying, you know, Kate nothing nothing's working. So she gets up and what does she do? She just takes his face in her hands and kisses him. So, well, hopefully that helps then, because, uh, or it might not, I don't know. You're pacing again, Edward. Now calm down. Now I suggest... I took your suggestions, Kate. I took deep breaths. I pictured a peaceful setting. I kept repeating to myself, I will relax. I will relax. A hundred times and nothing works. That works. Thank you. Remind me to get nervous more often. I guess I am a little too uptight about meeting Barbara Webster, but Kate, she could be vitally important to the future of Eddie Toys. Really? Who's Barbara Webster? Son, she is the foremost toy consultant in the country, and I have a golden opportunity to get her to come to work for me because her contract just ran out with Yamahoy Toys. Oh, Yamahoy Toys are great! They made Mr. Wiener face. <laughs> Actually, Barbara Webster has the Midas touch. If she gives a toy the thumbs up, you know it'll sell. If she gives it the thumbs down, you might as well not even manufacture it. She's that good. So apparently Kate's kissing does the trick because he is now calm and relaxed. He's like, remind me to get worried more often. <laughs> uh... Barbara is a toy consultant from what Edward tells us as Ricky comes in asking who, who's Barbara. And her contract ran out from... Well, we don't know who this Barbara is. Like, we probably all think she's an adult. And Edward says, I hope to get her as, an, as a consultant because when she gives them a thumbs up to the to a toy, it automatically sells but if she gives a thumbs down you may not even you you may not even bother manufacturing said toy because it's not gonna sell and yeah well let's meet this girl I mean at this point you know back when this aired no one unless I saw the preview for the upcoming episode no one would have known that this girl was a 12 uh, year old they're probably all thinking oh, yeah a toy consultant yeah it's going to be an adult but no yeah. now Rick be kind to her she's a giant in the industry <laughs> I'm Barbara Webster hi Barbara I'm candy idol chatter this is going to be short and sweet You've got one hour and the meter's running. I've got to be somewhere at five. You mean you've got a meeting with another toy company? No, I don't want to miss the Flintstones. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, I, I'm Edward Stratton, the president of Eddie Toys. I'm pleased to meet you. Of course you are. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, well, I'm Never Kate. mind. <laughs> and who's this? Oh, this is my son, Rick. It's a pleasure to meet you. The pleasure's all mine. 
So Edward opens the door. Barbara comes in. She's got this long, like, uh, fake sheepskin, like, fleece uh, coat lining. And um, she just screams, literally, it just screams, this girl's got no time for idle chit-chat. She's all business. And she's right around Ricky's age. She's right around 12. And she tells him, like, hey, I got an hour. I got to be home at 5. Got to catch the Flintstones. Because Edward's word, like, oh, you have another meeting with a toy consultant. She's like, no, I got to get home to watch the Flintstones. And she's like, who are you again? And Edward tells her, uh, I'm the owner of Eddie's Toys. And she's like, oh, yeah, okay. Um, who are you? And as Kate's like, Kate, and she, never mind, don't care. Ooh, who are you? You are <laughs> so she flies over to Ricky, grabs his hand and hers. She's completely mesmerized by him. Like, oh, who are you? And he's like, oh, it's uh, uh, Ricky Stratton. It's nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. And she's like, oh, the pleasure's all mine. Girl, chill. Slow your roll. Okay, well, we see that she likes one person in that house, so... Yeah, I can already see that this is going to be a problem. Because she will not let go of Ricky's hand. And Ricky, of course, is being trying to be polite. Because I remember Edward said to Ricky, please be nice to this girl, this lady. Because he doesn't know it's a 12-year-old. And he's, like, smiling nervously. Like, okay, please let go of my hand. Dad, he wants to be, you know, nice to her, you know, for his dad's sake. But... And this girl was a consultant on Yamamasha the Toys, and <laughs> her contract was up, so of course Edward wanted to snag this person, so that way his toys, his ideas and stuff, will sell as long as she gives the thumbs up. But of course, now there's going to be strings attached, because she's got her eyes set on Ricky. So Edward tries to get Barbara like, hey, let's look at the toys. And she's still like, I'd rather look at Ricky. Like, I'm sure you would, sweetie, but you're there to do a job. You're not there to maul Edward's son, which you clearly are trying to do with your eyes. <laughs> Barbara, we got lots of Eddie toys for you to look at. I'd rather look at Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> Remember our deal. I passed judgment on three toys. You see how I work? I see how you work. What do you got? Uh, first item up, we probably call the horn hat. Yeah, Barbara, this is for kids who like the job, see? And, and it's not only fun, it promotes safety, too. Now, now watch. Let's just say that you're jogging along and you come up behind another jogger, okay? You just push this. <laughs>
for our research Next. indicates that no problem. We've got plenty of other great toys. So she tells Edward, like, all right, I'll look at three toys. I'll give you a thumbs up or a thumbs down, and we move on. That's how it's going to go. No chit-chat. No explanation as to why I give you a thumbs down or a thumbs up or any of that. And I honestly, I got to agree with Barbara here. The hat, he's got, like, a construction worker's hat fitted with three different bicycle-type horns. And then there's a keypad that has three different type of horn sounds. One's a regular car horn, one is a fog horn on a boat, and the other one plays La Cucaracha. And they're like, oh, you know, kids that like to go jogging and everything like that. That way, you know, if someone's in their way. Okay, I've been walking before in the past. If somebody is either on a bike behind me or walking or running or whatever, they will say, on your left or on your right. You don't need to bother with this whole contraption. And Barbara's exactly right. No teenager is going to bother with that hat. It is a bit on the ridiculous side. So Edward's trying to explain, like, oh, manufacturers and studies. And she's like, next, next. No, I, I don't care. I, I really don't. She's like, one, I don't know any teens that jog. Two, that hat is ridiculous. And three, it just does not sound like a good idea. Like, let's move on, let's move on. An hour, I got like less than an hour. I have like 45 minutes left and I gotta get home. So let's move it. Yes, out here we have a unique invention called Mr. Pogo Chair. Rick, Rick, you wanna demonstrate for us? <laughs> okay, son. Now, buckle up for safety. All set. Sure, but what do I do? Oh, yeah. Just take a hold of these handles, start bouncing. <laughs> you having fun? Am I ever? <laughs> Forget it. How come? It's too complicating, too hard to work, and there's no way to steer it. You are so cute. <laughs> So the next toy, number two, instead of a pogo stick, we have a pogo chair where you sit in this plastic chair and you strap yourself in with these type, uh, uh, type of seatbelt that you would see on a bus and it's the, the legs of the chair instead of the regular legs have been replaced with, uh, the bottom of a pogo stick on and Edward has Ricky, like, grab the sides of the chair, and you just basically try to bounce up and down. And he's like, hey, Ricky, having fun? He's like, yeah, am I ever? And it's almost like Ricky is, like, trying to help his dad out by being enthused about this thing, even though we don't really know what he thinks about it. And they're like, oh, so, Barbara, what do you think about this? And she just gives a flat <laughs> thumbs down. No, don't like it. It doesn't make any in any sense whatsoever. Which it, I mean, you're basically bouncing up and down in a chair. I actually, someone, when I worked at um, Goodwill, um, someone donated a pogo stick. And my coworker was able to really get up on that thing and actually get going with it. I, of course, no, no. I tried and like, I'm going to fall either on my face or on my butt. 
And that's a, you know, a liability. You really don't need to be... Te- no, they weren't going to put that out on the floor and sell it. They were probably going to send it to, like, um, Shop Goodwill, which is, like, a version of eBay. So the reason she gives uh, that she doesn't like it is it's too complicated. You can't steer it. It's too hard to work. Steer Well, I guess, yeah, because a regular pogo stick, you would have the handle so you could pogo on it. How far can you really get on a pogo stick just because you have those handles? It's not like bike handles. Where it's like, here, because eh, eh, eh. I saw the guy, the guy who was doing it at Goodwill when someone donated. They were going like side to side. They weren't going forward and back. Well, I don't know. But, so, the last toy, which is a giant stuffed bunny. Let me guess, it talks? Kate and Edward kind of exchange this look like, I really don't know about this girl. <laughs> She's not... You need more than one voice. Just because, what, she worked for one other toy company and everything she gave a thumbs up to was great? You need a panel of kids. Not just one child's decision. You have a 12-year-old kid in your house right now who could be testing these toys. And even though maybe his opinion might be slightly biased because he's your son and he doesn't want to hurt your feelings, but, you know, he can also maybe be honest. She just looks at Ricky and she's like, oh, you're so cute. And he's just like, oh, great, thanks. We're not here for that. I'm you're supposed to be helping my father. What you're not doing. But I, I don't know. Maybe, do you think she's being a little too critical on his stuff? Or do you feel that maybe she's right? I mean, the that horn hat was stupid. The pogo stick seat was kind of creative. I mean, you're not having to stand. Who likes to stand, right? Nobody. They like to sit in a chair. Although, I think after a while, your butt would be sore. So, after Barbara makes that comment to Ricky, who's just looking at his dad like, Dad, uh, can we get rid of this girl? I don't like her. Kate kind of pulls the conversation, the, um, her attention to the third and final toy, which looks like a stuffed rabbit, which my guess is this rabbit either talks or it hops on its own or a combination of the two. Uh, Our third toy is something we call stuffed bunny. (laughs) What does it do? That's it. (laughs) <laughs> Ordinary. Old-fashioned. A winner! <laughs> Barbara, I must admit, I'm pretty impressed with you. Yeah, so? <laughs> so, I'll call my lawyer and uh, we'll see if we can't hammer out a contract. And if everybody agrees, you'll be the chief consultant for Eddie Toys. Vice President. What do you mean, vice president? All you've got to do... Uh, Barbara, we're going to be going into the library, and when we return, hopefully we will be able to have an acceptable offer. I don't have all day. My father told me to ask for a dental plan. (laughs) We'll discuss that. I want to have my own office. We'll discuss that. And a hefty percentage of the gross. (laughs) 
this bunny doesn't do a dang thing. It just sits there with a rose in its paw. <laughs> but apparently she loves it. She's a girl. Who doesn't... A girl... Who, what girl does not love stuffed animals? I love stuffed animals. I love Disney stuffed animals. I have a, a plethora of Disney stuffed animals. They don't do anything but look cute. And... You know, they were surprised, like, because originally it was like, okay, what does he do? Well, he doesn't do anything. The, the rabbit does nothing. It just sits there on the coffee table. And she gives a thumbs up, like, well, because she's a girl. You know, girl, we, we like the girl. We, girls like the stuffed animals. They're cute. Um, and Edward and Kate are like, okay, great, great. Yes, finally, a toy that she likes. And he sits down next to her. They are both wearing the same type of sweater as far as their colors are different. Hers is more of a um, robin's egg blue. And his is more of a royal blue. Um, but the same look to the sweaters. I don't know if that... Is that what cable knit is? I'm not sure. And she, the girl starts making all these demands as soon as Edward says, well, we'll draw up a contract. She's like, I want to be vice president. I want my own office. I want a dental plan. And Edward is just, at first when she says, I want vice to be vice president, he's like, you're just a, and Kate is like, Edward, please, we will discuss, you were, we'll discuss this in the library. We'll be back. Because he's a... And then the last thing Barbara wants is a percentage of the gross. Which Kate turns around and she starts like... Gritting her teeth. Like... No! That's not the way this works, 12-year-old girl. He writes up a contract. You accept or deny it. Or reject it. So she is still... This must, I bet anything, she brings this up to him, like, oh, I'll work for your dad, but you have to date me. Barbara, I must admit it was pretty... Thanks. Cut the small talk. Pardon me? <laughs> you know, when I walked through that door, I was expecting just another dull day. And then I saw you. I said to myself, Gorgeous, there stands a lucky dude. <laughs> That's funny. I read my horoscope today, and all it said was avoid seafood. <laughs> you know why your dad wants to hire me? Because I know what's hot. And babe, Pizza and a small boot. 
Gee, I'd love to, but um, I'm kind of busy. You see, I have to go to my room and count my socks. <laughs> I like a man who plays hard to get. Is that a coincidence? That's the way I like my women. <laughs> Ricky, are you going to take me out for pizza, or aren't you? I'm sorry, Barbara. I'm just not interested. Oh, I see. Well, uh, maybe you'd be interested in this. Your dad wants me to work for his toy company. I want you to take me out for pizza. Get the picture? <laughs> you mean if I don't take you out for pizza, you're not going to work for my dad? say other than yes she is a very intense girl with the mind of a 36 year old woman who hasn't had a man in a very long time uh this girl's she's intense she is all about you are so you want to know what's hot you're hot as she sticks the tip of her finger on the tip of her tongue licks it touches Ricky's face. She's got him cornered up against the wall. Both of her hands are on either side of the wall. Block. She's blocking him in. And he's like trying to get out of the way as she touches his face with her moist fingertip. And she boils it down to let's cut to the chase. I want to date you. I want you. And the only way that your dad is going to have me for a consultant is if you take me out for pizza. Because she brings a little, oh, you know what I would love? Let's go down to Dom's, which might be short for Dominic's or whatever. Get a pizza and a small booth. And then Ricky's like, hey, let's go play foosball. And she like, spins one of the handles. She's like, oh, score. So, you gonna take me out for pizza or what? This girl! My gosh! And he's like, so what? You're telling me that if I don't take you out for pizza, you're not gonna, like, consult on my father's toys? Or... What is with this girl? Uh, he, he basically just has no, he's got no choice. Well, he does have a choice. I shouldn't say he doesn't, but he wants to help his dad out. And I guess he probably thinks like, hey, I'll just take her out for pizza and this will be the end of it. She doesn't know that, uh, he does not know that she probably wants to full on date him. Like be his girlfriend for the end of time. It's funny how he's going to excuse himself like, oh, I need to go up to my room and count my socks. This girl doesn't, if you heard in the clip, she does not talk like a 12-year-old girl talks. She talks like a 40-something-year-old businesswoman who's been in a job for, like, forever. And she, like, I need a man. I'm thirsty for it. I need it. I need you. That's how she negotiates with what she wants. 
But she still watches the Flintstones. So she takes his hand in hers as they walk off and we hear the applause of the commercial break. Like, Ricky is like, gosh, what am I agreeing to? What am I getting myself into? I just want to help out my dad. I want his business to be successful. But at what cost? I just also find it so creepy how she crooks her finger and tells him, come over here, handsome. Like, oh, she does not sound like a no 12-year-old that I know of or that I've been a 12-year-old. I surely never talked like that to a boy. It's creepy. It, this girl, in my, she is very creepy. It's to the point where it's unsettling. She's going to be barking up the wrong tree and stuff is going to happen. You are still a 12-year-old girl at the end of the day. Well, Ricky also says that he is not interested. And then she basically throws an ultimatum in Ricky's face. Like, take me out to pizza or I will not work for your dad. So is this the next day or later that evening? He's wearing a shirt. He's got a shirt, Ricky does, as he comes down the stairs. It's got a drawn-on heart. I think it says, Ricky loves Barbara. So did they go out to pizza, or has this not happened yet? Or is this the next day? What? Oh, there's also this interesting, like, bureau case that's got, okay, it's got, like, a mirror. And then it's got, like, uh, glass shelving on the bottom of it that has filled with, like, toys. I swear I have never seen this at the bottom of it. Basically at the foot of the stairs. So this must have, like, just been put in either this episode or I've... Or I've just not been seeing it or I've not been paying attention. But this looks new, like... It's never been here before, and it's merely for convenience of this episode. Um, Like I said about the shirt that I swear, it hasn't come into focus yet as Ricky is still coming down the stairs. It looks like it says, Ricky loves Barbara, because there's a heart around his name, and I see Barbara's name at the bottom. I'm kind of wondering if maybe he's going to try to, you know, beat her at her own game. Like, oh, she's coming on to me. I don't like it. But maybe if I turn it on its head and try to come on to her, that she'll get uneasy or be overwhelmed by it and kind of back off. So maybe, I mean, Ricky's a smart kid. I mean, yeah, he's an adolescent, but I think that, yeah, he he could kind of, maybe turn this in his favor but then again Edward probably does not know that she's delivered this ultimatum to him and I wouldn't I can imagine that if he found out he'd probably tell Barbara like I don't need you anymore I need you to leave my house I'm not gonna work with you and how dare you give my son an ultimatum like that so Ricky comes down the stairs and he sees Kate coming through uh the entryway, and he kind of hides a little bit behind the um, the the column there. And when he turns around, he she does notice like, oh, uh, that's an interesting sweatshirt. R- Ricky tells her, well, I don't like it either. Oh, her name is B A R B R A Barbara, not B A R B A R A. I th- that's how my friend's name, she spells her name, is B-A-R-B-A-R-A. 
Oh, she, so she gave him... Barbara gave Ricky that shirt. Well, oh, he's rolling his eyes really hard because I can see the whites in the bottoms of his eyes. Like, ugh. She's coming over here. <sighs> so apparently there's something on the back of the shirt as Ricky is trying to hide that from Kate. But she asks, like, well, um, what's on the back of your shirt? Oh, boy. Could it be worse than Ricky loves Barbara? It probably says Ricky and Barbara... Like, 10, 28, like, 1995 or something that they'll get married. Oh, she's just excited. She's like, oh, come on, turn around. I want to see it. Like, no, Kate, you don't. There's a screened-on picture of Barbara's face, and it says, My girl above her head. That is very... That's so creepy. Oh, she's, she's got her hand over her mouth because Kate is trying to hide her laughter. But Ricky catches her. He's like, come on, Kate. This isn't funny. And she's like, oh, no. I know. It's just it's, it's surprising to see you two hit it off so well. Kate, do you see? Do you hear the reluctance and uncomfortableness in his voice? This isn't what he wants, but he probably feels he has no choice because he wants to make his dad happy, and he wants to make his dad successful. So he's just going along with this girl for the ride, basically. So she'll give him what his dad wants, which is the thumbs up on his toys. <laughs> Hi, Ricky. Hi, Kate. Oh, interesting sweatshirt. I don't like it either. Barbara gave it to me just coming over here today. Well, um... What's on the back of the shirt? Nothing. Nothing, Keith. Oh, come on. Turn around. It's not funny, Kate. I, I know. It's just that I'm a little surprised to see you two hit it off so well? Well, Barbara grows on you. <laughs> so do warts. So Ricky kind of tells Kate, like, oh, well, she grows on you. And then Kate goes into uh, the library and Ricky kind of mutters, so do warts. So is this a new door opener? Because this one looks red. The other one just like a, like a plain, like, black door opener. Yes, that is a red door opener. I see a lot of red on the show in occasion. The shirt, the buttoned-up shirt underneath that Ricky is wearing is a red shirt. Derek! Pawn him off on Barbara, please! They would go great together. They both... Well, we already know that Derek is the worst, but... Hey, and you know what? Between Derek and Barbara, their hair color is pretty similar. And I think they're about the same height. So let's hear what Derek Taylor has to say. Oh gosh, has he seen Ricky's shirt yet? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> if he hasn't, it's going to be hilarious. Derek, am I ever glad to see you? Well, I'm something wrong, right? <laughs> of course there's something wrong. I said I was glad to see you, didn't I? <laughs> hey, is there any way to speak to your best friend? 
After all, I've been nice to you. Said one word about that stupid sweatshirt. <laughs> no, you haven't, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Derek! <laughs> So Derek walks in the door, and the first thing out of Ricky's mouth is, Gee, Derek, I am so glad to see you. And this is as... Derek has turned away from Ricky. He's not facing him as he or unzips his vest jacket. And he turns to look at Rick, and he's like, Why? Is there something wrong? There's something wrong, isn't there? Like, you're dying, aren't you? Are, are you dying? Is that why you're happy to see me? It's like, no one's happy to see Derek. And apparently Derek is aware of the sweater, the sweatshirt that Ricky's wearing. Because he turns, he goes behind Ricky's back to look at the picture of Barbara. And he's like, oh, well, I don't know what the problem is. She doesn't look like she drinks water out of a bowl. Basically, yeah, he's calling her a dog. Oh, Derek, you never miss an opportunity to make fun of a girl's features. Or to, like compare them to the four-legged variety. I love Ricky's comeback where he says, well, Derek, of course there's something wrong. I said I was happy to see you, didn't I? <laughs> and Derek kind of crosses his arms like, what? Ricky? Is there any way to speak to your best friend? And if I were Ricky, I would have looked at Derek and said, well, I don't know why you call me your best friend because, you know, if there are other options, believe me, you wouldn't be standing here right now or something to that effect. <laughs> like, Derek, you're not my best friend. It's because I have a lack of one that you're even here. Oh, isn't it? Just like Derek, as he sees Barbara's picture on the back of Ricky's sweatshirt, he bursts out laughing and pointing. And Ricky's like, oh, Derek, get lost. And Derek tells him, well, hey, Rick, if we can't laugh at the humiliated, who who can we laugh at? Ay, ay, ay. So, 
Derek knows all about blackmail because Ricky tells him that Barbara is blackmailing him to for him to be her boyfriend. And she keeps saying, like, oh, I'll sign the contract. And then she makes up an excuse every time. And Derek says, well, that's classic. I mean, I know all about that. Uh, you know, blackmail. And Ricky says, well, yeah, that's from the guy who told his mother if she didn't let him go to the Devo concert that she'd never see her chihuahua again. Yeah, that's pretty sucks. She's got... Barbara's got Ricky over a barrel there was saying that, you know, Ricky need you know, he, Ricky's dead. Edward needs Barbara for his toy company. And the only way that she will work, she hasn't signed that contract yet for Edward because she wants Ricky to be her boyfriend. Edward, I'm guessing, must not know anything about this because there's no way that he would stand for that. Because <laughs> I'm about to say the following words. Derek, what should I do? <laughs> it's obvious. You gotta fight fire with fire. Make her think that you really like her and that you'll be with her forever. She'll fall for it, sign on the dotted line, and you can kiss her off. That sounds awfully cruel. Dum dum da da. <laughs> Well, maybe I could just give it a try. <laughs> think I could pull it off? Sure. Clean cut, honest looking guy like you? Maybe you're right. Derek, you're a genius. You're the best friend a guy ever had. Hey, do you mean it? No. Just practicing. <laughs> so, thanks to dear old Derek, he concocts this amazing plan where Ricky just has to pretend that he loves Barbara as much as she's into him, has her sign the contract, and then just says, See ya! <laughs> I was just screwing with ya. I don't really like you. Because <laughs> once her name is on that document, and it's notarized, good to go. They, he's got her. Edward's got her. Make sure that contract is good and binding. Make sure you got a notary on hand. <laughs> Ricky's like, wow, Derek, you're a genius. You're the best friend a guy could ever have. And Derek's like, really? You mean it? And Ricky's like, mm, yeah, I'm just practicing. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, no, I don't. Doorbell rings. I believe it's Barbara. I hope that they get Barbara and Derek get an interaction. Has he met her yet? I don't think he has. Well, I better leave you two lovebirds alone. Does that cute little French cook still work here? Yeah, I'll be in the kitchen. <laughs> Hello, blue eyes. You miss me? Does Roy Rogers miss Trigger? <laughs> Did you know that Roy had trigger stuff? There's a thought. <laughs> Barbara, you look incredibly gorgeous. <laughs> True. 
picking that shirt. Glad I gave it to you. Me too. You couldn't believe the comments I've gotten on it. <laughs> anyway, where would you like to go today? My love. <laughs> What'd you call me? I called you. My love. <laughs> Wait a minute, what's happening here? We're having a woman. No, Derek actually makes his exit here. I thought he was going to meet Barbara, but he's like, Hey, uh, Rick, does that uh, cute little French cook still work here? And Ricky is grinning like, huh, Yeah. And Derek says, Well, I'll be in the kitchen. Like, uh, pubescent boys. <laughs> Doorbell rings! And before Ricky opens it, he does a little uh, swish side to side, getting himself in the mood. Pushing back his hair, running his fingers through his hair, getting ready to go. I think he's psyching him, trying to psych himself up. Ricky's got that swagger going as he walks to the door. <laughs> we see Barbara with her coat. It's a nice coat. She comes in, goes right to him, and says, Hello, blue eyes. Like, oh, you're so cute. Grabs his cheek and wiggles it like, Oh, did you miss me? Of course, Ricky's response is, does Roy Rogers miss Trigger? I take it. I've never seen Roy Rogers triggers his horse, right? Because <laughs> Barbara mentions how Roy Rogers had Trigger stuffed. As Ricky's hanging up her coat on the coat rack, he's like, hmm, that's a good idea. Maybe I can have you stuffed. I love how he keeps taking both of his hands and pushing the sides of his hair back. And kind of nodding his fingers together behind his head. like. Oh. And Ricky is gritting his teeth as he looks at Barbara in the eyes and says, Barbara, you look incredibly gorgeous. Like, he's just putting this on. Of course, to... 
thinks that, you know, this is going to work, but I don't think, I think he's come on hot, like, strong with this. I kind of felt at first like he was going to, like, spook her, like, oh, yeah, I like you, and, like, she can be all up on him, but the moment he tries to be up on her, she's slowly like, oh, um, that's too much for me. She, after he tells her she looks gorgeous, she kind of walks away from him to go sit on the couch. And she's like, true. And you look good in that shirt, by the way. I'm glad I bought it for you. And he kind of sits there next to her. He's like, yeah, me too. I'm glad you bought this for me. You wouldn't believe the comments I've been getting on the shirt. So he's like, whoa. Anyway, where would you like to go today? My love. He's not looking at her. It's like he's really like trying to hold back the vomit out of his mouth as he's like, my love. And she looks at him like, what did you just call me? And <laughs> he puts his arm around her and kind of pulls in close to her ear, almost like he's going to kiss her on the side of the face and whisper in her ear like, my love. Like, Whoa! <laughs> and she immediately kind of pulls back a little, like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, for the last five days, you've been repulsed by me, and yet you're all up in my grill now. I'm not buying this. And he looks at her, he's like, we're happening, woman! And he's got his arm around her, it's like, woman? Woman? Really, Rick? Is the actress trying not to laugh at that? <laughs> he has his hand on her head as he pulls her in to right into the crook of his neck and his shoulder. Like, her head is pressed up against him. He's like, oh, these last few days have been so magical and so amazing. It's like, oh my gosh, Ricky. He's rolling his eyes as he's saying this because she can't see it because she's like kind of tucked into the side of his neck. One hand, he's got one hand on her hair, and the other one is cupping her cheek and her chin. She's not buying it. He's like, oh, yes, I care. Like, I'm trying to make myself believe this. She pulls away, like, come on. No, no, no. I'm not. Mm. Nice try. Yeah, she's not falling as for it as she tells him, like, we know that the only reason we're seeing each other is because you want me to sign your dad's contract. And she has the other contract in her bag as well. So Ricky tells her, well, yeah, I admit it started off that way. But last night while we were watching the, Fled the Flintstones and Barney bludgeoned Fred over the head with a, what do you say, a brontosaurus bone. And how Fred was laying on the ground and he was bleeding from the head. We laughed. <laughs> my gosh I haven't seen the Flintstones in a while I don't think it's that brutal where Fred is bleeding out from the head Ricky's words we laughed as Fred bled like oh god okay that's a cartoon no way in the world this isn't the Simpsons or this isn't family guy where you smack something over someone's face they're gonna immediately start gushing blood from the nose. He tells her how at that moment, my heart was no longer my own. As he puts a hand to his heart, and she just, like, pushes his arm off of her shoulder. Like, don't, don't mess with me here, Ricky. I have this other contract here, and I could sign it in a heartbeat. But then again, I also have your father's contract in my purse as well. So she... 
tells him, like, you know, I had the, what, she said the Yamahoy contract, where that's the other company she worked for. They probably drew up another contract. And she tells him, like, I could sign this. And Ricky grabs a pen from the desk, like, sign it. I, I don't care. He's calling her bluff, basically. So, but, yeah, okay, now I get it. Look, so she's saying, I could sign this Yamahoy contract. She's trying to say, like, tell me this isn't just about me signing your dad's contract if I go with this other company. And that's why he handed her the pen, like, go, sign it. I don't, sure, don't, I don't care. And she looks at him like, you, you act like you really mean that. He puts his arm back around her and says, I'm crazy in love with you, head over heels. And he calls her kid. But he's kind of screws up his face like he's doing an impression of, like, what is it, the... the Casablanca guy? I don't know what his name is, but didn't he call that lady kid at the end? Like, here's looking at you, kid. He tells her, Barbara, that she is Christmas, Thanksgiving, and the 4th of July all rolled into one. He also tells her that she's a walk in the park in a summer breeze. Is this where he kisses her on the cheek? Wait, no, he kisses her on the lips. I'm sorry. He does kiss her on the lips. Okay, so this is going to be Ricky Schroeder's first on scene, on screen kiss because the girl that girl Sally from um the puppy love episode he just she just kissed him on the face like on the cheek but this is a full on I'm kissing you on the lips kiss so that kiss makes the decision right there for Barbara as she pulls out Edward's contract and decides to sign with Eddie Eddie Toys. Um, what are you doing? Going to sign with Eddie Toys. Oh, now, uh, you really don't have to. <laughs> I know. But you're the first boy who ever really liked me. I am? Yeah. You'll probably find this hard to believe, but, uh, I get on some people's nerves. <laughs> yeah. here is mugging for the camera as he's not even looking at Barbara as he grabs a pen from the desk. He's like, oh, you don't have to. As he's got this grin on his face. And she's like, oh, no, I want to. And then she goes on about how Ricky is honest and sincere and the first boy that ever really liked her for her. And Ricky starts to get, like, a little nervous. Like, oh, um, you don't have to sign. Don't do that. Now he's gonna go talk to his... Ricky, please be honest with your father about what's going on because this isn't... good. Now you've led her to believe that you actually genuinely like her. So she's been buying into this the whole time? I mean, this kid's been putting on a show then. 
because the way that she kept, you know, he was coming in, uh, coming in strong, and she kept like shoving his arm away, like off of her shoulder. Like she's like, "Oh, come on, no, no, Rick, I don't. You're, you're too much. What is this? This isn't you. You normally are repulsed by me. Now all of a sudden, you're telling me that you're in love with me." say the lighting here and this scene where they're sitting on that couch together that lighting's got to be really really bright because it's doing something to the character Barbara well, Allison it's doing something to her hair where her hair is it is red but it's like making it really bright red whereas when she first came in to the scene of the episode in the beginning, her hair had more of a darker red color, but I think it's maybe because the lights there on the set weren't, like, lit to full brightness, or maybe, or they were dimmer or, or something. But they must be sitting directly under a spotlight. Yeah, Ricky decides to go talk to his dad. His dad's got a new toy from his company called... Some... Tommy Therapist? Or something, like, what? Do they do a panel of, if they took a panel of kids from a certain age demographic to find out what's hot, what's happening, what's going on, I mean, they probably don't, they have to compete with, like, Mattel and, and you know, the Hot Wheels department, and I thought at one point Eddie said he wanted to do safe and educational toys, so that's where this... Tommy the therapist doll is coming from. I'm sure he wants to be, you know, unique and everything like that, but there's being unique and cool that'll be the new toy for kids and trying to think outside of the box of what's the norm, but there's also trying to pertain to what kids like and trying to also play onto that. This, this doll is scary! What is that in his hand? He's got like a, a, a Fu Manchu like stash thing going on. He's got a bowl cut and some wire, some type of wire that's been twisted to look like glasses. This is just scary. Oh, it's a pull string doll. Okay. So Edward shows, demonstrates to Ricky like here, uh, Tommy, you know what? I've been depressed as... Edward then pulls the string on the back. It's a man's voice saying, tell me about your mother. Like, what in the world? Dad, I... Hey, Rick, look at this. It's my company's latest toy. It's called Tommy Therapist. <laughs> Watch this. Uh, Tommy, I don't know. Lately, I've been kind of depressed. I see Tell me about your mother. <laughs> no, no, wait, 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 wait. Here's another one. Uh, Tommy, Tommy, lately I'm kind of confused about my identity. Sometimes I think I'm a duck. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Why don't you go with that feeling? Sitting here telling a dollar to a duck? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, son. I'm all ears. Well, what's your problem? Look, Dad, here's the thing. There's a limit to what a son can do for a father. And I'm afraid you'll just have to understand that. 
Well, that's no problem. I am not bothered to manipulate me just because I wanted to help you out. Now I ask you, can I allow that to continue? Well... Heck no! And then I made things worse by pretending that I liked her. She actually believed me. Boy, do I feel dirty. Well, son, I... I've been doing all this for you, Dad, but darn it. Contract or no contract, I owe it to Barbara and to myself to tell her the truth. It's all so clear now. I know what to do. Thanks for your advice, Dad. That's what fathers are for. Hey, Rick. Listen, son, these past few days, I've had a chance to see how Barbara handles herself. And I'm not denying that she's talented. But, you know, I want to like the people that I work with. So if you have a problem with Barbara, you deal with it any way that you think is right. Okay? Okay, Dad. You know, Tommy, sometimes I worry about being a good father. Our time is up. As you leave, please pay the receptionist. So Ricky goes in there to talk to him and say, like, Dad, help me out. I've been doing this all for you, getting Barbara to like me, just for the sake of you having a toy consultant, but I can't pretend anymore. This is driving me nuts. And... Edward is just too, he's wrapped up in this Tommy, the psychiatrist or the therapist. Asking him questions like, oh, I'm confused about my identity, Tommy. What should I do? And he pulls the string. Tom, uh, oh, he says, I feel like I'm a duck. Am I a duck? And he pulls the string and Tommy says, oh, go with that feeling. Ugh. <laughs> Luckily, Ricky solves his own problem and Edward does kind of add his two cents. Like, I see how Barbara has been treating you and how you've been dealing with this. I honestly feel like I want to like the people I work with. If this doesn't work, it's not going to work out for you, Ricky. You need to handle this the best way you see fit. But that was after Ricky came to the conclusion, like, that he needs to be honest with Barbara. That he doesn't like her like that. And the fact that she manipulated him was very wrong. Kate just left. <laughs> She's gone. She has not been here this episode. Where's she been? She, she was in that scene and then she ducked out for the whole episode. Um. Oh yeah, and I love that when Ricky leaves, Edward's like, oh, I sometimes feel, Tommy, that I'm not a good father. And then he pulls the string and Tommy's like, well, our time is up. Please pay the receptionist on the way out. No, veto that toy. It is garbage. That is creepy. It's a doll with a grown man's voice. <laughs> All right, let's see how Ricky is going to handle this with Barbara. I got a surprise for you, Ricky. I signed the contract. Now I officially belong to Eddie Toys and you. This is the happiest day of my life. Well, I'm afraid the is not quite over yet. <laughs> what do you mean? Sit down, there's something I gotta tell you. What is it? Remember that stuff I said before? You know, how I was crazy about you. Thanksgiving, walk in the park. I made some of that stuff up. Which stuff? 
how I was crazy about you, Thanksgiving and walking the park. <laughs> so you were lying? Uh, yeah, I was lying. Why are you smiling? Because I knew you were lying. <laughs> oh, come on, I had you fooled. After all, you were kissed by the Ricker. <laughs> Ricky, you were the one who was fooled. I had you believing that I really liked you too. If you didn't believe me, then why'd you sign the contract? Here, take a look. <coughs> you signed with Yamahoy Toys? Gotcha. You're smart, you're talented. Why do you have to be so scheming, so so conniving, so dishonest? Hey, it rounds me out. <laughs> now let's talk business. I could be persuaded to rip up this deal with Yamahoy if your father upped his offer. A summer home would be nice. <laughs> Barbara, I want to thank you. You've taught me a lot in these last few days. First, I'm a lousy liar. And second, you can't change a person who doesn't want to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about the contract? Well, I've talked to my dad, and he said I can negotiate on his behalf. So I'm prepared to make one final offer. Well, let's hear it. Sayonara. So, Barbara tells him, I just signed with Eddie Toys, I signed the contract. No, I belong to your father and I belong to you. And he tells her, well, because she says this has been the happiest day of my life. And Ricky's like, well, the day's not over yet, why don't you sit down? I'm going to break your heart. And he sits her down and says, you know, I've been lying. And I don't actually like you. And she's like, oh, well, Ricky, I've been lying, too. See, I made you think that uh, I liked you. And the fact that, oh, he even brings up the fact that, oh, I kissed you. I mean, I can see how you can't resist the Ricker. He's got to drop the Ricker. Please tell me in later seasons he drops that moniker because it's... I liked Punky when she would say, I've got Punky power. Eventually, yes, she dropped it because she got older. She did refer to it at least maybe once or twice in season three and four. But it was in reference to her self-confidence and getting herself through hard times. Ricky, I mean, I would be fine if he said the Rickster, not Rick-er. I mean, it sounds creepy and weird regardless of whether you add an S in it or you don't. It's like, he refers to himself in the third person. Punky never referred to herself in the third person like that. Uh, I just don't like it. Ugh. I mean, I like everything else about Ricky. Schroeder Stratton is, is cool. But this Ricker poop, I can't get behind that, Ricky. Come on, you gotta drop that. Don't like it. <laughs> um. So, she says, I've been fooling you the whole time. I did sign the contract. Here you go. And she signed with Yama, Yamahato Toys or whatever they're called. I can't pronounce the name. And he's like, well, wait a minute. Well, then she persuades like Ricky, like, hey, 
or she tries to with, I can rip this contract up. I'll can sign with your dad if he ups his offer because I would love a summer home. And he just looks at her like, you are so manipulative. And he tells her, well, I talked to my dad and he said I can handle this however I want. He takes Eddie's toys, his dad's contract, rips it up and tells her, sayonara, get out of my house. I can't believe that you can be so two-faced. <sighs> this girl, she's going to have a rough, well, she clearly acts like she can take care of herself at 12 years old where she's not going to be pushed around, which is great, but... I don't, she's not acting like a child, like a kid her age. Has she always been like this? I don't know. I just, I don't like her. I don't like her character. I'm happy we never see her again. But going back to what Ricky was talking to his dad and everything. So Ricky, Edward has been seeing how Barbara has been treating Ricky. And how Ricky has been taking her to these places and doing this, all of this stuff for his dad's benefit. And he tells Ricky, he's like, hey, I need to be able to like the people I'm working with. And I don't like that girl. I'm trying to know if there have been shows that, like, do, like, the credit, like... The, the applause of the episode, and then a few credits come up, but then they continue on with the scene. Oh, okay, here we go. Here comes Derek. Put those two together. Barbara and Derek? Oh my gosh, they're like twins. They are so similar in their deceit. They would go great together as a couple. As Derek's been hanging out in the kitchen with the French cook the whole time. Hey, Rick, I was curious. Did you... Hello. Hello. I'm Derek. I'm Barbara. And this is your lucky day. <laughs> Do you like pizza? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Listen, guys. If you get together, there's gonna be trouble. Derek, she's bad news. And Barbara, he's terrible. Don't you guys realize that you'd be... couple. <laughs> Ricky, I had that thought for in the beginning of the episode. You can't take that from me. As Derek comes out, sees Barbara, their eyes, it's like tractor beams. Boom, boom, boom. And she's like, oh, it's your lucky day. And Derek's like, oh, wow, you're gorgeous. And he's like, hey, do you like pizza? And she's like, I love pizza. And they go off as Ricky's like, you guys, you can't do, like, you don't understand you two getting together is, and then it dawns on him, like, well, you two would be the perfect couple. He, they're not even listening as they head out the door. Just go, bye, bye, go, go, go. That's the episode. I thought that from the beginning, Ricky. I thought it before you thought it. That's my idea. Uh, this was a fun episode. This, this was interesting, too. <laughs> um, yeah. For the train rating, um, honestly, I'm gonna be completely honest. Well, it was a fun episode, I'm going to give this a three out of five. 
Mm. <laughs> um, I thought it was funny. The whole thing on the couch between Barbara and Ricky, just Ricky trying to throw himself at Barbara just for, you know, the sake of his father's business and everything. It was just kind of funny to watch. Um, also, those toys that, that Edward and Kate were kind of going through with Barbara the Bean, that was, that was kind of, kind of fun to see that display. Oh, uh, let's see. Hmm. Derek and Barbara getting together at the end. Perfect. Perfect ending to this episode. The two things I didn't like, I did not like Barbara completely coming on to Ricky in the beginning like that, just giving him that ultimatum. And Ricky wearing that shirt. I did not like that shirt. That shirt, I I took a point off because she bought that for him. It's just, it's a creepy shirt. I would never made anything like that for someone that I liked. But, um, like that shirt that she made him, um, when I was eight, um, there was a boy in my class that I liked, and he kind of liked me. And I was living with my aunt and uncle at the time, and I wrote that boy's name in ink on both of my shoes, like on the left and on the right. I remember my aunt was so angry with me. She's like, you don't love that boy. Why are you defacing your shoes? Why are you writing that crap on your shoes? I'm like, <laughs> oh, young kids that think they're in love, but they're not, right? <laughs> I was young. I was eight years old. I was crazy. Um, <laughs> but that just kind of made me, that shirt scene, Ricky loves... Barbara and that picture on the back that just made me think of that. Um, for the silver spoonful, never, ever, ever get manipulated by. Don't ever let somebody manipulate you into doing something, and don't feel like you have to do something in order to help somebody else. Like, oh, if I date this person, then then they'll lay off of so and so or whatever. Like, don't 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 feel you have to do that. Don't compromise your self-respect for something like that. All right, I'm going to talk about next week's episode, season 1 episode 17 entitled Popcorn. This episode Whoops. Oh, what did I do? Hold on, hold on. Let me get back into it. I was hitting buttons and stuff. And <laughs> Popcorn aired on February 5th, 1983. When his school orchestra... Okay, so Ricky's still in the orchestra at this point. When his school orchestra needs to raise money for a trip to Washington, D.C., Ricky commits Edward to buying a thousand bags of popcorn without his approval or knowledge. But when Edward declines, like he should, Ricky has to sell the popcorn at the mall. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta do that. Um, oh, here we go. Here's some trivia. On a sign for the Shallow Springs Shopping Mall. So they live in Shallow Springs, or is this just a nearby mall? Where Eddie... Oh, 
where Edward and Ricky are selling the popcorn. There's a sign for the upper level. The retail outlets listed are Kanish, Kanash, Eddie's Toys, Heathen, Home, Fast. Why is there no commas in between this? So it's Kanish, Kanash, Eddie's Toys, Heathen, Home, Fast repast or repaste, lock, stock, and barrel, unsightly gifts, matron lane, flashy feet, senior stratton's leers. Or is that senior stratton's and then leers? I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. Well, you know, we're almost done with season one. Yeah. This has been an interesting season so far. You've seen uh, Ricky getting himself in one predicament from one in uh, predicament into another. All right, let's say hey to some podcast listeners. We got Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Sun Valley, Nevada, Bloomfield, New Jersey, Los Angeles, California, Lebanon, Ohio, Portage, Wisconsin, I L K L E Y, United Kingdom, Hayward, California. Far Rockaway, New York, Roseburg, Oregon, Attleboro, Massachusetts, Boston, Massachusetts, Larchmont, New York, Woodsocket, Rhode Island, Berlin, Maryland, C-A-C-H-E, Oklahoma, it looks like cachet, Orange Park, Florida, Brooklyn, New York, Doncaster, United Kingdom, and Mountain View, California. All right, everyone have a wonderful week. I hope you guys are getting into the Christmas spirit. If you celebrate Christmas, if you don't, however you celebrate your holiday, I hope you do it with gusto. So getting out those movie, holiday movies, listening to the music, all that stuff. So okie dokie. See you next week, everybody. (laughs) Bye-bye.